I think anything where you're bringing your personality and your expertise is a viable content creation business. I think the most important things is that you're showing up and I, the patch framework that I mentioned earlier is A, you're preparing, a P, you're preparing, A, you're being authentic, T, you're turning off distractions. So like you're totally checked in, your phone's on, do not disturb. C, you're confident and H, you're harnessing your energy. And by that, I mean, if you're high energy, understand that and leverage that energy in the interview, but don't go too crazy. And if you're low energy, which most people are, raise up your energy. So I think that those, those patch method about being on camera applies to video. It applies to podcast. It applies to live streaming. I think that. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, today I get to interview Kim Rittberg and we're going to be talking about video because Kim is a expert in video, how to like set yourself up. She's got the patch and the messy framework we're going, to we're going to talk about today, which helps you not be as afraid to be on camera, to position yourself better, to do more business as an agent, as an investor. So if you're thinking about doing more with video, this is the episode to listen to. Kim, thank you so much for coming on with us today. And let's just get right into it. Like talk about a little bit about these two frameworks that you use and how they help agents and investors. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. So when people say, I'm going to do video, what ring light should I buy? What microphone should I buy? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like step back. Like basically 75% of people can't even make video because they're too afraid to show up. So everyone hates the sound of their own voice. Everyone hates the way that they look on camera. So I just want to put that out there. Like in my old life as a TV journalist, TV news producer, I would sit down and interview celebrities. CEOs, all that stuff. And I do media training with people of all walks of life, all levels of experience, and everyone hates how they look on camera. So I just want to, I just want to like level set because for me, I like to teach people how to make great video but before that. There's like three steps before that, which is telling you you're good. Like however you're showing up in real life, however you're meeting your clients, however you've been growing your business, you're good. Like no one runs out of the supermarket because you talked. No one hates your voice. No one hates your face. It's fine. So I think that there is that first step is show up as you are and be confident. And you'll see that like even in podcasts and on social media, a lot of people you follow probably, they're not celebrities, they're not pageant winners, they're not gorgeous models, they're regular people who show up with passion. Maybe they motivate you, maybe they teach you. And so for you to win on video, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you have something worth talking about and you have to start showing up. And I think that breaking through that is like the number one tip. Uh, so I have what you mentioned before, the patch framework. So it's a little framework you can stick on a sticky note on your computer or on your phone, because I know agents and investors are always out and about. So you could just write it into your phone or you can message me uh, on social media and I'll send it to you for free. It's at Kim Ritberg. So P is prepare. Basically, people think about like, what am I going to say when I'm on camera? But again, the mental preparation is even before that, believing that you should be on camera, understanding that it's important to be on camera, understanding that it's about the confidence that you bring and not your eyes, your mouth, your teeth, your smile, what you're wearing. So number one, prepare your mind. Prepare your mind to understand that you should be on camera. It is very important. It's a very important business goal. And then secondly, prepare your message. It's a lot easier to get your message succinct and confident if you know what you're gonna say. And saying things out loud is very important. Reading it is not the same as saying it out loud. Your mouth is a muscle, just like you can't read a book about fitness and get fit, you gotta go to the gym. Your mouth is a muscle. So even if you're just practicing your intro, like if I'm gonna say, hi, I'm Kim Rickberg, I help real estate agents get more confident and better on camera, message me if you wanna work together. I've said that a hundred times, that's why it was smooth. 
So when people say, oh, you're so confident on camera, I'm like, oh, I wasn't when I started. <laughs> so, so a lot of times people don't know what to say, right? This is a big struggle point for them is they're like, I don't have anything interesting to say. I'm not an interesting person. So everybody thinks they're not interesting. Legitimately, nobody thinks their life is interesting. You have to realize people are on social media because they're looking to spend their time somewhere. So I think for some people, there's two buckets that people fall into of what's more comfortable for them. I struggled with showing up on camera. Even though I've been a video producer, uh, an award-winning executive producer, worked in TV, like I know how to do all this stuff, but I still wasn't showing up. For me, it was easier to start with teaching. So once I realized I had to show up on camera because I run my own business. So like I was working in TV and video, I was like crushing it. I had an 18 person team, but when I had my second baby, I was working in the hospital. I was like, Hmm, there's something, there's some other way to do this. So I realized I wanted to work for myself. When you work for yourself, you have to show up. You're your own brand. And it's really, really important to show up and show people who you are. Because when people are working with me, it doesn't matter that I was at Netflix or people magazine or us weekly, they're showing up to work with Kim. So who's Kim? So I had to start showing up and in terms of what you're comfortable with doing. So for me, education comes very naturally. I like to teach about video. I like to teach people how to be more confident on camera. I like to help people come up with creative ideas. So for me, that education piece came naturally. So I recommend write down the things that your clients ask you, write down the top five things you get asked, answer those to camera. And if you're really nervous, it's easier to answer them to someone asking you. So put your friend, your husband, your dog, whoever behind the camera, have them ask you those questions, answer those questions to camera. Other people feel like they can motivate and they can inspire people. For me, that wasn't as natural. It's taken me more time to get comfortable in that vein. But sometimes people have maybe overcome a big struggle or pivoted their career and they want to teach people how they did that. So that's the other way is like leaning into that. This is my life and this is what's inspirational, but probably if you think you have nothing to say, you don't want to do that first. Okay. So there's teaching education. What are the other buckets? So, and it's interesting. So I wouldn't even necessarily call these buckets, but I would call them like types of content. And these are, um, types of content that if you put out there, people are going to respond to, they're going to enjoy using. Generally people are more comfortable with one or the other. So there's educational content, there's inspirational content, there's entertaining content. Like I have some of my real estate agents that are funny. And I'm like, if you're funny, be funny on camera. Like that's cool. That's unique. But not everybody, again, feels so comfortable there. I'd say the best place to start off is education. Answer the things that people ask you. Because also that situates you as an expert. Showing up is very important to situate yourself as an expert. And you think like, oh, what do I have to say? I promise you 90% of your competitors are not showing up at all. So if you think about this, you close your eyes and you have agent A or investor A here with a headshot and a caption under their name and agent B or investor B has a video telling you why they love what they do, advising you a little bit. Maybe they're even like walking their dog on a leash around their beautiful park. Who are you going to work with? Yeah, totally. I mean, video is obviously extremely powerful. And so what about like, so for me, I love the interview format where I'm I'm getting, I'm on camera, but I'm really behind the camera, so to speak, asking the questions. Like, so is that, is that a bucket as well? Um, do you mean for the talent to be uh, asking the questions from behind the camera? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for example, like if, if I, if I'm like, like for me, I love to ask questions, sure. but like preparing a speech is a little bit less fun. Right. So I want to be yeah. behind the camera. Like, is, is there a great way to build a business that way? Yeah. I think that in general, being in front of the camera is by far the best way. So being behind the camera is fine. It still can lend you credibility and expertise, but you really want to put yourself in front of the camera. 
Whether you want to do it more impromptu, more question and answer, or more structured, that's up to each person. Um, I personally always need a structure. I prefer not to write out a script, but to have bullets. I think that's probably the way that gets, not probably, I know this. Uh, it's not my opinion. I know this. Uh, the Probably the best way to make it sound conversational and flowing nicely, which is what you're looking for, but also have it structured so you're not fumbling for words, is to have bullet points. So let's say we are going to sit down and have a conversation. Let's say two agents are going to sit down and have a conversation about the market. One person should have three questions and the other person should have two questions and have that. That could be your only prep. That's fine. But something structured, because I do think unstructured conversations go off the off the rails. There's a reason why we're not all professional broadcasters. We don't have that experience. So do not say, I'm just going to show up and wing it. Please don't wing it. So now let me ask you this. If, if it's wing it or not do it, what would you say? Wing it. Wing it. Okay. So wing is better than not doing it. Now, like a lot of people, myself probably included in this, have had aspirations that we look at Joe Rogan. He's got these three-hour podcasts, and that's like the gold standard, right? So what, what, what am I not thinking? Like what I'm thinking about becoming like a Joe Rogan, like why should maybe someone that's new not go down that route? Um, I think there's no reason not to try to be a Joe Rogan. I do think that the length of Joe Rogan's show is not really going to work well for most people. And I think a lot of times we look at people who have already made it. So Ryan Serham, for example, has made it. Do you know when you realized who he was when he was already on a TV show? So I think that looking to him to understand, to make content is great. He's very engaging. He makes really good content. He probably has a team of dozens and dozens of people shooting and writing and editing. So I think that when we're comparing ourselves to celebrities, I think we should remember which part of this should I take as inspiration and which part of this should I say, this is someone who's in a totally different vein as myself. So I, A, I shouldn't compare myself to them because it's being mean to myself. It's actually hard on your own ego, but B, am I going to end up going down a path that's going to cost me a lot of time and a lot of money that might not be worth it in the end? Because a three-hour podcast, what else are you not doing in those hours? And actually about 30 minutes is the ideal time for a podcast. So I would say perhaps you should make six podcasts in that time, get six times the listenership, because again, you're looking for listeners anyway. So on YouTube, yes, a three-hour podcast is awesome. That's fine. YouTube loves it the longer you go. But a podcast, I would say go for six episodes of 30 minutes each. So obviously we're a big fan of podcasts, which is why we have one. You have a podcast as well, uh, Exit Interviews. And and so let's talk about podcasting as a strategy for real estate business, for real estate generation. Is podcasting a viable strategy to grow a real estate business? I think anything where you're bringing your personality and your expertise is a viable content creation business. I think the most important things is that you're showing up. And I, the patch framework that I mentioned earlier is A, you're preparing, a P, you're preparing, A, you're being authentic, T, you're turning off distractions. So like you're totally checked in, your phone's on, do not disturb. C, you're confident, and H, you're harnessing your energy. And by that, I mean, if you're high energy, understand that and leverage that energy in the interview, but don't go too crazy. And if you're low energy, which most people are, raise up your energy. So I think that those, those patch method about being on camera applies to video. It applies to podcast. It applies to live streaming. I think that different people have different um, demeanors that they enjoy. So some people are really camera shy. If you're really camera shy, but you do love to talk, a podcast is perfect for you. Um, if you don't love to talk, but you're really comfortable on camera, maybe you're one of those people who most of your content is like music video style, where you're just showing pretty content and you have words on screen, you show up sometimes. So I think it's less about, hmm, where should I be? But rather, absolutely, you need to be somewhere you should pick what fits your budget and what fits your time. So video is more expensive than podcasting. 
I mean, you can make, listen, you can grow your entire business on an iPhone. I actually do. I teach that to real estate agents. I have a video boot camp, and I had people getting referrals, multi-million dollar deals with iPhone content because they're showing up consistently. They're bringing their expertise and they're bringing their authenticity. So you can have a million dollar business. You could be a top 1% agent just using your iPhone. Um, but having said that, if you're stepping it up and using like professional equipment, then that's a little more expensive. And also video takes longer to edit. Like truly, if you're making videos, it takes longer, even on your iPhone, it's time consuming. So podcasting has less of a commitment, um, but consistency is really, really important. So if you're going to do a podcast and you're going to do it weekly or bi-weekly, that time is going to add up. I have a podcast. It took me a, a year to green light it because I was real about the fact that I had to be consistent. I wanted to be good. And then once you're doing the podcast, you might as well do the social assets. So it becomes um, sort of an ecosystem on itself where you're investing a lot of time and money. It has paid off so much for me. Like I've gotten tons of clients. I have inbound leads all the time. People popping into my DMs, connecting with me. You, you came on, you know, you guys reached out to have me, I guess, on the show. I've gotten paid speaking gigs because of it. So I think that they're all good. I think the most important thing is show up. Yeah. And so let's talk about the combination between authenticity and like things like raising your volume, right? So you, you said if I'm naturally like a, a quiet, softer person, I need to raise my volume. Like how does that relate to authenticity? Like when am I actually shifting who I am versus just presenting a little bit louder or a little bit more? I love that. That's such a great question. So I think that if we think of it as you're showing up at a party and you're saying, hey, it's great to meet you. Even if you're a little bit lower energy, you probably wouldn't go over to someone and be like, Hey, it's great to meet you. Like that's, that's really like not warm. So I say you amp it up a little bit till it still feels natural, but you have to amp your energy up a little bit. Most people, you have to remember when that green light goes on for the video camera, it sucks your soul. <laughs> Something in our body is like, someone's watching me. The robots are watching us. They're coming for me. So you have to realize that it's not necessarily that you're being a fake version of yourself, but when the camera goes on, it's altering your state. So what you're trying to do is alter your state back to normal. So yes, if you're low energy, I say raise your energy up a little bit, but for people like me and you who are naturally high energy, I have to be conscious to slow down a little bit. And I have to be conscious to like keep my energy high, but not speak so fast that people can't catch up with me. So I think everyone has that, but that's a little bit more advanced. I think for people who are really just starting out, the most important thing is be high energy and be confident because that's the very first hurdle that I see from my hundreds of agents across the country. Like I have people from Nebraska, California, Hawaii, Ohio. And, and that's the thing that I see as the common thread is that people don't feel like they deserve to be on camera. They don't feel like they're worthy. And I want to tell you, you are, and you should, and it should be a business goal. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies 
and got an inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah. And so, so someone like listening to their voice. So this is something I've done a lot as a salesperson. Like I've probably done a half a million sales calls in my life. And so I've listened to my voice extensively. Like, do your clients, do you ever see them being ever being comfortable with their voice? Like, what's the proper relationship? Because, I mean, obviously listening to your voice is valuable to understand how much you need to amp, what you need to do. So everybody hates the sound of their own voice. I would say it's not that we love our own voice more. It's that we get tired of hating it so much. <laughs> and there's something in our brain that actually we hear our voice differently than other people hear it. Yeah, so the inside of the walls of it. Yeah. Yes. It's actually like, it's a scientific thing. And so I think the more you hear yourself on voice memos, on a podcast, on a video over time, you're going to say, Oh, actually that's how I sound. And that's okay. Like, I don't think there's a point at which everyone's like, Oh, I, I love my voice. I want to like listen to an app at night, listening to myself, reading me a bedtime story. Maybe I don't think that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think we're going to like make our own calm app that talks to us at night, but I do think that we stop hating ourselves so much. And I think that, you know, a lot of what I've realized I end up doing is sort of being like a cheerleader and an electrifier and a supporter of people is because we're all really, really hard on ourselves. And we have to realize that like how we exist in the real world is great. You're already doing it. You're out there, you're meeting people, especially in the real estate world. This is a world full of people. You all are going out there, shaking hands. And meeting people. So it's not like I have, you know, I come from TV. I worked with a lot of video editors. These are people who like to be in an enclosed room sitting with a computer for eight hours. So if they don't want to show up on video, I get it. They're not necessarily, a lot of them are not extroverts, but if you're in real estate, it's a people business. So I'm not asking you to um, like go bungee jumping every day, but you are already talking to people. You're already doing it and you're already marketing yourself. It's not like, oh, marketing is this foreign concept. If you work for yourself as I do as well, if you, you need to market yourself and you're already spending money and time on these beautiful print flyers, paper flyers. So it's not even necessarily I'm asking you to like, you know, build a rocket and be an engineer and whatever. It's, it's really adapting your skills to this new wave. And I will say video and podcasts are like some of the most cost effective marketing tools out there. You know, if you spend a few hundred, a few thousand dollars now, you're going to save yourselves tens of thousands of dollars in the next few years. You'll be less reliant on, on print. You'll be less reliant on ads because organic marketing, meaning you showing up on social media, connecting with people from your office, from your chair, from your phone in the coffee shop. And I see it. I see it from agents across the country. They're getting deals, they're getting referrals and they're growing their business. So there are mental hurdles to get over. And then there's also like hurdles of, you know, what do I do? Fine. You have to learn, but it's, it's not that far away and it's not that far off. Yeah. Well, we've gotten deals from our podcast and like, I mean, literally, I mean, we choose to have editing and we choose to have paid software that we use, but you could do zoom for free. Like, I mean, you literally could build an entire video process with your iPhone, as you talked about podcasts with hundred percent free tools until you're making revenue if you needed to. Um, one thing I heard I'm curious to get your take on this from a friend. And it was really cool. He said, actually, if you really want to hear the sound of your own voice, you can literally put your hands like this and it blocks the sound. And so I started doing that a little bit more often. I don't know if you've ever done that, but, uh, 
Um, no, I, you know, I've actually just listened to myself and yeah, I used to hate my own voice and now I'm like, uh, eh, that's okay. I'm like, yeah, my voice is a little deep and eh, sometimes I talk too fast, but like, whatever, most people are showing up just because they want to hear what I'm saying. And you know what I focus more on actually about being authentic. So I started my own business several years ago. I wasn't really showing up on video. I realized over time, shoot, you know, I've worked on these really great places. I've worked at Netflix. I've worked at Us Weekly. I've worked at Fox. Like I'm, I have a really amazing resume, but like no one really knows me as a brand. And if I want to get clients, I really have to start showing up and showing people what I can do. And since showing up, it's been like insane. Basically I have speaking engagements. I have clients. I'm writing for Fast Company. I mean, all these things are happening that never would have happened if I didn't show up on camera. And I think to your point about just like, it just is what it is. You're just sort of like, that's who you are. Show up and be yourself. And the other thing I've realized about being yourself, I'm actually pretty loose. And I think that I used to show up in, a, in an office as like, here's Kim with the blazer and the pantsuit. And like, Kim is not a blazer and pantsuit person. Like, I'm really not. I'm actually very loose. Like, my brother's a stand-up comedian. He and I used to do improv comedy in my 20s in New York City. Like, I'm actually fun and I'm loose. And that's that's a unique, a unique selling proposition of me. And if I don't bring that, I'm only really working at like 60%. Because when I show up in a me, people are like, oh, I like her. She seems smart. She seems nice. Great. So the more you show up as your actual self, that's really what's going to turn it up. Like showing up as an expert, really bringing your knowledge, but also being you. Like if you're funny, be funny. If you're sweet, be sweet. If you're like that wise person that gives great advice and everyone listens to you, be wise. So I think whatever it is that makes you you, you really have to show up as that. What about the bipolar people out there? Do you show up as bipolar? Yeah. I mean, that's you. That's who you are. <laughs> so whatever whatever you are for that day, that comes out. Up to you. Yeah. Right on. All right. So we went through the patch framework. Let's get in the messy framework. Sure. So the messy framework is a way to structure as you're coming up with videos. Again, patch is pushing you on camera. You're already on camera, guys, right? Aren't you? You are. You are. All right. Um, the, the messy framework is a way to think of it as you're coming up with video concepts. So the M is for your message. Nothing too complicated. We talked earlier about you can build a business with your iPhone. You can literally hold up your iPhone and make a video. However, make sure each video is just one message. And these are things that I teach. I have a video bootcamp. I teach these. It's hold up your video, hold up your selfie stick, your hand, whatever. Each video is one message. And you ask your granny and you ask your seven-year-old neighbor. If they could both understand what you're talking about, it's a great message, go with it. If it's too complicated, distill it down or cut it up into several videos. And again, if you had four points in one video and you're cutting it down, you know, four videos, yay, more content for social media. <laughs> so that's your M for messy message. E is easy to understand. So that's similar to the point I said earlier. Don't be too complicated. No jargon, no inside baseball. So for real estate agents, sometimes we have like, um, acronyms and things that stand for other things, you can use that, but you have to explain it. Don't think that you're talking to like an elementary school student, but if you're talking to buyers, not every buyer is like in the weeds on real estate terms or investing terms. So you have to really bring people along and sort of talk to a layperson. The first S in messy is strategy. Don't just start filming. It's going to take a lot of money if you go, go in without a plan. And a plan doesn't have to be this like grand, mysterious thing. You could just say, what is my goal? Like my goal is to showcase my expertise. Um, 
And one thing I do is I have a sticky note and basically if something doesn't align with my sticky note, I don't do it. And that's everything. Like people email me and ask me if I'll be on their Zoom or on their podcast or if I want to do a coffee meeting. And if it doesn't align with my goals for that month, I'm like, I'm sorry, let's talk in August. Um, so again, it's the same thing with this is like your videos as you're recording them, they have to align with your goal. Your goal can be show up as an expert. Your goal can be, um, bring people into your life. Maybe you just started your industry. Maybe you just started being an agent. You want to like showcase your pivot, so whatever, whatever your goal is very specific. Uh, if you start a podcast, your goal is to make four podcast episodes this month. Don't do anything till those are done. <laughs> um, the second S is smile. You're on camera. You have to be on camera. You have to be on camera. We already talked about that before, but I will challenge everyone here. Actually, everyone listening, record something today. If you're on Instagram, Instagram stories is a really super easy way to be on camera. And it's very low stress because it disappears after 24 hours, but pop up your camera and just tell someone something you're working on today. Like, Hey, I'm working on getting this deal or, Oh, the market's crazy. This is what I think about it. Just like anything that you think related to work, record it and put it up. If you tag me, I will cheer you on. I'll share it at Kim Rittberg. I'll share it. You'll get thousands more people looking at it, uh, but I'll cheer you on. I think it's important to get people who will cheer you on, you know, finding friends and totally. colleagues, oh, yeah. right? You need people to cheer you on. And then the why and messy is you're a journalist. So this is a, a really important one. It's to your point earlier when you said like, what about people who don't think they have inter anything interesting to say? So a lot of people feel they don't have things that are interesting to say. That's fine. But once you get to something that you know you want to say, tweak the headline a little bit. And by headline, I mean that very first few seconds of any video, you have to make that be something you're really competing for people's attention. So um, if you're, ha whatever educational video you're coming up with, come up with a great headline for it. So let's say it's like your three tips, um, three tips to renovate a bathroom under $50. Instead of just start talking about like, hey, if you're interested in renovating your bathroom, I was thinking about this. That's not that catchy in the very loud, noisy, distracted world of social media. So you need to come out really fast with a way for someone to understand very quickly what you're going to talk about. And numbers, tips, like three tips, five tips, like the most important secret, like anything that's like catchy that you would see on a website, in a magazine, in a newspaper, something like that. So the why is for your journalist. So M is message, not too complicated. E, easy to understand. S, strategy, always have a goal in mind. S, smile, you're on camera, and Y, you're a journalist. So come up with a great headline. And um, again, you're using the patch framework that I had mentioned earlier. You're using that to like get confident and be on camera and get yourself out of supermodel mode. So we're always like, oh, I don't look good. I don't sound good. And we're getting out of supermodel mode and we're getting into teacher mode where we're teaching. We're showing up to teach. Teachers don't think about like, oh, is my lipstick the wrong color? They're just teaching. So that's where we're trying to move to. Awesome. So what's the required amount of activity for somebody to gain success? Let's say they're following the patch framework. They're following the messy framework. How many videos, how frequently should they uh, take action on to have success? It's really more about consistency. So you can't just plop two videos a month and not engage on social media and then expect to grow. It's just not realistic. Um, a, engaging is really important. So that means being in social media, being in the flow, connecting with people, both strangers in the online world and real people that you know in real life. So engaging is very important. And then the other thing is just about consistency, whether you choose to post five times a week, three times a week, whatever you can keep up with is good. Um, it's worse. It's really bad to say, I'm going to post five times a week 
And then by week six, you're totally burnt out. You disappear for six months. That's really, really bad. Um, you're better off just timing it out, whatever you can handle two times a week, fine, whatever you can handle three times a week, whatever matches with your schedule. Awesome. What's on your sticky note for the next month? Oh, my sticky note just came off because I'm going on vacation. Um, cool. Tell us about it. Um, so actually, so my goals, and they have been adjusting each year, but my goals this year is to be doing, I'm doing more group coaching. And so I'm really focused on group coaching. I coach a lot of real estate agents in groups, and then I'm doing a lot more speaking engagements. So basically I'm trying to focus on, if it's not focused on those things, it's on the back burner. And back burner means I might not get to it. Back burner means it might go on fire. So everything else is, is lower down. So teaching the group coaching courses, um, teaching more people. And then I, as I mentioned before, you know, I also have a podcast. So I do the podcast, but I do those after I'm doing the things that serve my clients. That's not as important. Yeah. And so when you're talking about speaking engagements, in person, uh, virtual, both? Both. Yeah. So I taught the Berkshire Hathaway Home Services National Convention in Las Vegas. So I did two sessions there teaching people how to be more comfortable on camera, how to come up with great video ideas. So that was in person. I taught at a, a women's real estate investment summit that was in Orlando. I'm speaking at a fast company summit festival in September in New York City, where I live. So that's local. But I also do um, virtual summits. So I do uh, my boot camp that I teach people. That's all virtual. It's all on Zoom. Um, that's a course where I totally teach on Zoom. I do a lot of seminars and workshops on Zoom because, you know, that works. That that works just as great, um, and it's easier to slot into people's schedules. So, yeah, it's a mix. Awesome. So let's take a broader look at your vision. What's your vision for your life and business in the next 12 to 18 months? In the next 12 to 18 months, I will continue to grow my speaking. I will continue to grow my group coaching. Right now I have the video bootcamp, but I also will be growing additional programs, which are like masterminds and to go deeper to scale your business. So my video bootcamp teaches people to go from like no matter where they are, if they're barely posting or if they're posting a little, how to level up. And I'm also going to be including more uh, more options for people from that because I've been teaching like dozens and dozens of people across the country. And um, that's enough to keep me busy. <laughs> oh, and also to, uh, to get time with my kids who are uh, turning eight and turning six and adorable and amazing. And they're very supportive. They come and I show them how to, how to edit a podcast. I show them how to edit videos. So the older one is very interested in that. Amazing. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business and your two kids. Um, and so for those of you out there listening, write down something you learned from today, maybe from the patch framework, maybe from the messy framework, maybe just something that you just picked up on your own. Write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. If you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 